Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Welcome back. I watched a baby gender reveal video recently of my cousin. Gender reveal. Yeah, it's a big thing for all the boys and girls now. Back in my day, the lady just threw some freezing cold gel on a belly and said, hey, it's got a boy part, or it's got a girl part. Cool. So, they had these confetti poppers, you know, and they either pop out tons of blue confetti for a boy or tons of pink confetti for a girl. You get the point. Everyone goes crazy. I mean crazy. So, they pop the poppers and the confetti is blue. Blue confetti everywhere. Everywhere. Hooray. It's a boy. Everyone's so excited. Grandmas are jumping and hugging. Two things I haven't done in unison since the last baby reveal. Papa's in the corner picking his nose, wondering what all the fuss is about. My cousin, this is my cousin's video, her reveal. She is the expecting mother. She's thinking about dressing this cute little boy up in cute little rompers, parading him around the neighborhood in that new all-the-rage stroller, hoping he has a full head of hair when he pops out so she can style it. The dad dreaming of throwing the baseball in the backyard and thinking, man, I hope my kid bats lefty. And dadgum, his name's going to sound good over the loudspeakers at the Coliseum. Amidst all the squeals, chaos, and uncontrollable giddiness, a voice finally makes its way through. They got the wrong color. They got the wrong color. It's not a boy. It's a girl. <laughs> Uncomfortable. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. Today's day is Brandon, and Obi's going to open us up in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for giving us this platform, Lord, to spread your word. Lord, we just pray that you'll be with us through the rest of the week, be with our families, be with all of our listeners, Lord. If anybody's sick, Lord, I pray you would give them healing. And, Lord, we just thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins and pray that we can be influencers for you today. We ask this in your holy and precious name. Amen. 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 So today we are talking about mentors and mentees. So this group of guys at the table, uh, as our relationship has grown, we get together pretty often. And we were together less than a week ago. Uh, we had had snowmageddon in Texas. I have a lot of friends up north who have just laughed at me about our air quotes problems down here in Texas because of the cold weather. But we're just not equipped for it. But if I'd have had a mentor that uh, had gone through something like this before, I'd have called and asked them, hey, how do I handle this? And there's a reason that I have learned that mentors are vital. Because I've spent a large portion of my adult life without one. And it sucked. <laughs> because I never had somebody that had been through things that uh, I was trying to go through, whether it be business or marriage. Now, I want to be very clear here. My family has provided a lot of mentorship throughout my life. And at this get-together at Dobie's house, uh, Sean and I were sitting there talking, and as often is the case, 
we start brainstorming and spitballing, which is a very dangerous thing in general because uh, <laughs> we, we normally come to a, a pretty good idea after a lot of bad ideas. And uh, Sean and I were talking about our fathers. And Sean hit the nail on the head on something, and it really just kind of sent me down this rabbit hole of thinking about mentoring and what the Bible says about it. Sean brings up his dad, who reminds me a lot of my dad and the stories that he and Obi have told me. And he talks about how misguided the corporations today are in business in regard to kind of shuffling seasoned veterans to the side. People who have been there, done that for 20, 30 years, instead of leaning on their wisdom, they push them to the side to pay somebody half the price. But here's the kicker. The gap that gets filled and repaying or paying more because of lack of experience always, in my opinion, or almost always costs more than just paying someone who has the experience up front. So I dove into the Bible a little bit, and uh, I kind of wanted to be sure that I had some backing on this whole what does the Bible say about mentors. And I'm going to start with this verse, Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Now, one thing that comes to my mind immediately is, is if your mentor is lacking experience in things that you are asking them about or they haven't learned some lessons the hard way, they're probably going to guide you on a path that you're going to have to learn some lessons the hard way. And yes, that is a good way to learn but it is not the preferred way to learn from my experiences if I can help it. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples, and I'm going to throw the question out to the guys, and then I'm going to tie it in with possibly the greatest example of mentorship that I could find in the Bible uh, to close up uh, after it circles back to me. So examples of mentors to mentees, Jethro to Moses, Moses to Joshua, Elisha to Elijah, Elizabeth to Mary, Barnabas to Paul, Paul to Timothy. Now, if you don't believe the Bible is a living document, just look up a topic that you want to be better at and start reading the verses that are about that. There's not one topic that you won't find, and that's what always impresses me just deeply about the Bible. So, my question to you guys is what role has mentorship played in your life? Maybe from when you were 20-something-year-old to now. Maybe how you didn't look at it to how you look at it now. And, you know, maybe just tell something that's been vital for your success or uh, adjustment to failure. And uh, I'll kick it to whoever wants to jump in there and take it first. Well... One of the things I want to um, stop before we get too deep into that, regarding your northerner friends, I read this <laughs> yesterday. I love it. Okay, northerners, stop criticizing how we handle the snow and ice. It's rare down here. Kind of like winning football <laughs> national championships up there. <laughs> <laughs> we can laugh at you and laugh with you. <laughs> I thought that was pretty solid. I love it. Hey, we're with you guys while you go park the car, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Mentorship. I never 
really realized the value of mentorship until I got a little bit older. Now, I, I, I would not say that I've ever had a true mentor. And what I say, but what I mean by that is when I think of a, a true mentor, I think of a guy that I probably meet with at least once a week or once every two weeks that's probably older than me, further along in his Christian walk, and can guide me like you're talking about. I have had guys in my life, I'll give an example, a guy that I've worked for, I worked for for five years in the oil field, that every day, almost every day, I was around him. He, just by his actions, taught me, first of all, how to love Jesus in a business and how to run a business and love Jesus at the same time and how to be an example for the people around us and how to lead properly. I didn't really know what I was learning at the moment. Um, As I look back, I'm so thankful for this guy, and I'd love to have him on the show at some point. But I'm so thankful for the example that he gave me because the next job that I went to, I got the opposite. And I realized, well, man, I had a, a great, great mentor, a great boss here that I could learn something from every day. And I wish I would have... Being, being that I was around him so much, I wish that I would have soaked up way, way more than I actually did. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I feel you there, Shane. Sometimes you, you don't know when you're being poured into and you're not, like, accepting of the pouring. You right, know? yes. It's, it's, um, you've, you've got to recognize that these are wise people. These are people that you want to uh, emulate, you know, people that you want to, um, try and be like more like, but when I think about the mentors in my life, um, it's most of them were godly men, but I wasn't thinking about being mentored into a godly man, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, I was thinking about, you know, how can I, um, learn how to be a better salesman? You know, how can I learn how to be a harder worker? How can I, um, you know, learn how to overcome adversity like this guy? You know, I want to, I want to learn how to overcome adversity like this guy. And it just so happened that the majority of those men were overcoming adversity by seeking Christ. And, and, uh, you know, again, we don't realize that until sometimes years later, whenever we're looking back, thinking about, you know, how, how we think the way we think while we do the things we do. And really it all kind of revolves around the people that we surrounded ourselves growing up. I think that we mentioned this a lot, but we are, uh, a product of our mothers and fathers, you know, and, and I think that we would, uh, you know, be doing them an injustice if we didn't say that we weren't lucky to have our parents as mentors, Amen. no doubt. Um, because we, I mean, I've, I've absolutely mentored, uh, been a mentee, uh, from both of my mother and father at different points in my life and in their lives where, uh, it's just had a profound impact on my life. That's a, another great point, Obi. Um, yes, Brandon and I, I speak to our parents as well. We had fantastic, uh, fantastic parents. 
have fantastic parents yeah, still. still. They're still here, buddy. They're, they're still here. <laughs> Mom was texting me last night at like 11 o'clock about a business venture, yeah. and I'm just, I'm super fired up that she's on board. But um, we, for, you know, directly with them for 18 years, and that that's just a call out to all you fathers out there and mothers, if you're listening, how important it is to be a mentor to your child. I heard somebody talk about parenting one time, and, you know, when you're around your child all day, every day, we lose patience with them. And they, they said, treat them like an employee that's going to be with you forever. Hmm. How, and that gives you a different perspective on how much patience that you're going to allow yourself you to have. You can't fire them. You can't fire them. You can't let them go. You can, you can lock them out of the house if you need to. Yeah. It's a great point to, you know, our parents have emphasized loving Jesus since pretty much the day that we could remember it. Uh, and it reminds me of something that I listened to and saw years and years ago. And so we're going to do a little quick exercise, and then we'll bounce it over to Sean and let him uh, tell. Are we doing burpees? No, no burpees, <laughs> nothing crazy. Uh, and then I'll tell the, the point of it. So put your hands out in front of you. Don't knock your coffee over. And on the count of three, you're going to clap with me. Ready? One, two, three. Okay. <laughs> Everybody heard them clap at two. But I said we're going to count. We're going to clap at three. The, the point that that brings up is that our kids and anyone watching us, just like us being mentored, Shane not recognizing who was pouring into him, Obi not recognizing exactly what he needed to know with those mentors until looking back, is that we do a lot and learn a lot from what we see, not just from what we hear. With children or as a mentor, our actions matter tremendously. Um, we're reminded of that with all of us having children here. We can say all day long, do what I say, not what I do. But the reality is, is they're going to do what we do more often than what we say. And how often do those align is, I think, the kicker that uh, yeah, we recognize. You're exactly right. It, it's so funny because um, Sean and I were talking about this yesterday. Uh, we, were, we were talking about at lunch defining moments in our lives that um, that maybe created a, a trajectory for uh, certain aspects of our lives. And, you know, what what brought it up is we were talking about our kids and we were talking about what makes each one of them different. We were talking about uh, the struggles that one might have that another might not have. And um, we were... We were talking, which which obviously that that led into us thinking about ourselves, you know, and 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 the things that maybe were defining moments in our life, and and who was a part of those moments, and we both could narrow down moments, literal like literal sit down discussions that we had with either a youth pastor, a father a coach that almost, again, just set the path and set us in motion on, on this uh, idea that we're supposed to be leaders or we're God, God designed us to be leaders or God designed us to be, um, you know, influencers, you 
know, hard workers, all of, all of these, you know, everybody is, you know, feels like they have something that kind of defines them Mm -hmm. and um, makes them who they are, you know, something that sets them apart. We were kind of talking about what sets us apart or what we feel like does anyway. Somebody else may tell us something completely different, which is really great. Obi, Uh, I think that point right there is great though. If you have a mentor that's been there, done that, that you aspire to be similar to, a true mentor, you can bring that to them and go, look, this is what I want to be. What do you see? And they'll tell you. If it's a, if it's a good mentor, I'm right. thinking about two of mine right now. Well, Brandon, you want to be humble, but you're missing the boat, brother. Sure. Right. You know? I think it's important, you know, I mean, the Bible talks about it several times, seeking, you know, seeking. So in my adult life, all of my mentors – I've seeked them out. Uh, I've, I've, they've accomplished something that I haven't, and I'm very quick. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those guys that swallows my pride quickly, and, uh, and I'll reach out to those people, and I'll ask for help. And it's always been intriguing to me how willing they are to help me. To help me. Uh, people who, um, you know, these accomplished people inside of uh, my career, uh, inside of business, uh, inside of uh, the church, and whenever you you seek, and if you're willing to, a lot of people, a lot of men, especially, they have a problem with pride, mm-hmm. you know, and pride is a sin, and they are unwilling to ask for help. It's kind of like uh, men are unwilling to ask for directions, you know. <laughs> they think they know it all, and we, the reality is, is we don't know it all. But whenever you seek mentorship from somebody who has done what you have not accomplished um, and their willingness to help you is um, it's really neat. It's really cool. Yeah. I love that point, Sean. I have not asked for help from someone yet that I aspired to emulate in some way that they've turned me down. And I think it just proves that if we can get rid of one of the biggest uh, thorns in man's side, which is pride, that we have the opportunity to grow and what Christ wants for us a lot quicker. Uh, On the point of mentors, real quick, for anybody listening, sometimes it can be very uncomfortable if you're in your early journey of going to seek a mentor. Listen, there are mentors in the Bible and in books to read that you don't ever have to meet in person that can play a huge role in your development as as a man, as a Christian, as a father. It doesn't always have to be someone in person. Do I think it's very... Vital, long-term, yes, because sitting down and talking to them is important. But overall, you know, pouring into your knowledge and finding a mentor that uh, has written some books that you really like, that's a that's a great place to start, too. Yeah, I think, first first of all, Sean was saying, we, we have to be aware that we need somebody. And it, it's a... Uh, it's a little bit more difficult to be in that spot at a younger age, I think. Uh, as you get older, the Lord, I, I think, as we continue to seek Him, it just makes you a little bit more wise, and that's just something that's going to happen as we continue to seek Him. Not saying that we're wise, I'm just, what I'm saying is, when I was 20 years old, 25 years old. You knew it all. Well, I, I I don't I wasn't arrogant I wasn't arrogant enough. He still thinks to, he does. No, <laughs> no, I know I don't. 
I wasn't arrogant arrogant enough to ever say that out loud um, because of my raising and my humble beginnings. Right. However, in my head, I just thought, well, I'll figure it out for myself, you know, and I still do that a lot, but it's the the longer you go in this this journey called life, the more these things present themselves and and you think, man, I need all the help I can get. I need every bit of it. Absolutely. And the the older that you get, um, the greater the risk when you mess up. Um, you know, um, and so, it, you know, I know you weren't that way, um, you know, to, to a degree. We're, we've all, we all have a little bit of that in us, but it's, it's totally a stereotype for a, uh, you know, 22, 23, 24-year-old young man that's ironclad and, and you know, he's he's ready to take over the world, can't mess up, can't uh, – doesn't need he, – he's got it figured out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I feel like that at that time um, we all feel that way to a degree. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just – where we are in life at that moment. And, yeah, you know, I, I feel like that we get married, we have kids and it's like all of, the, all of that pride, you know, just gets squashed real quick. <laughs> and that, that's the, that's the moment where, uh, hopefully you had a wonderful mentor growing up that, that kind of brought you, uh, you know, grounded you and, and, and helped propel you, you know, past those points of getting squashed. But, uh, you know, that again, you're, I, I think that you're right. We have to be aware of the fact that we need guidance, we need help. And, and then we have to be willing to go out and seek that, the, those people. Sean does it almost daily. Um, you know, he's, he's seeking to find someone to learn something new from, to give him an edge on some front, whether that be an edge uh, in in the industry that he works in, an edge when it comes to recognizing or being uh, being filled with the knowledge that he needs to um, to witness to someone when the time is right, you know, and and then also on the flip side, always looking for opportunities to mentor. Um, you know, I, I feel like that it's really important to Sean. Um, to, it's just a really important part of his life, um, to be a mentor, to seek mentorship and, uh, just to try to help people grow in all fronts. I believe it's a huge calling on all of our lives. Um, it's a great way to spread the love of Jesus and at the same time, help somebody to be a better person, help them to be a better version of their self a better version than they were the day before. And that's something that I strive to do on a daily basis is I want to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. And I, I believe if we forever strive to be better than we were yesterday, it's, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to come out ahead that way. That's where, that's where impact happens. Mm-hmm. That's that. I mean, that's where growth happens. That's where mountains are moved. Um, you know, and, and that's where you, um, you get to do things that you'd really never thought were possible in some cases just because you're always seeking to be better than you were the day before. Yeah, I th- you know, it, it comes back to where do our true goals lie when the 
when it rubber hits the road, where, what are our true goals? I was talking to a kid back in probably April, maybe May, and he was wanting to start his own business. And he came to me talking about starting his own business. And I said, man, I'll, I'll help you. Um, I'm going to be an investor in your business and, and take a percentage of your business if you want my help. Um, and, and I laid out for him, here's the things that I can help you with. I was not going to be on the day-to-day boots on the ground doing the work. I was going to help him with the, the back end. And so his question to me was, well, if I have to give up that percentage to you and I'm doing all the work, what, why is that good for me? And so what I tried to explain to him is, man, you don't have to have me. There, you can do this on your own. But I've done what you've done before, and I can get you to where you want to go quicker than you can get yourself there. And that's only because I've done it. It's only because I've done it that I could, that I could say that and then I can have confidence that I, I, can, I can get you there. I can get you there. I can help you with your, your mental aspect. I can help business coaching through your business. I can help you gain clients, marketing, all those, all those, all those things. And so in the end, he decided not, not to start the business, to take a job. And that's really neither here nor there. That was just the decision that he needed to make for his family. However, it's the same aspect when we're talking about wanting to have a mentor or having a mentor is that what's our true goal? Is our true goal to grow a relationship with Jesus Christ? Okay, yes. Find somebody that you know that has the relationship with Jesus that you want that every time you're around them, they make you feel special. They treat you with respect. They sit down. They listen to you. They really hear you. And ask them, man, I love I love how you talk to people, how you treat people, how you run your business. Can I just suck some of that out of you? Can I, can I, can I just be around you? Can I call you? And can we talk about those things? Yeah, I love that. And... <clears throat> The ultimate examples of mentorship are from Jesus in the Bible. When he walked the earth as a, as a man and he poured into his disciples. So to kind of tie this whole thing in, uh, to kind of put you know a bow on it in regard to what is the most in-depth example of mentorship, I'm going to read a few verses. Um, before I do that, I want to say one quote that's always stuck with me from my mentors, which was, you know, and I can't remember who said it. I'm sure some guru out there. And if I figure it out, we'll quote it later. Um, you know, as a mint, you want to pour into others. You want to pour, you want to honor your upline and you want to feed your downline. Okay. So our upline is our parents and business mentors and people that we just mentioned. Every chance I get, I brag on them. I try to, because they have had that much impact in my life. Uh, and then as those mentees come along, I've had such a great example of how to be poured into. I now have a great comparison to go, am I pouring into them the same way someone's poured into me? And ultimately, if it's about casting seeds and giving people the opportunity to accept Jesus in their heart, that makes it real easy to think through how you're mentoring someone, uh, no matter what the capacity may be, business, r- business relationship, marriage, whatever the case is. So. We are in John 13, okay? It's right before the Passover. Jesus knows that he's about to die on the cross for our sins. He's with the disciples, okay? 
And if you remember, this is when Jesus humbly starts washing his disciples' feet. Now, every time I read this in the past five years, it almost brings me to tears because Jesus is about to die on the cross for our sins, and he's washing his disciples' feet. The power in that, I can't get over, okay? So this is kind of the end of it, and we are here that he says in verse 14, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. To me, that is the perfect example of what being a mentor is uh, for for the kingdom of of God. It's powerful. He just lays the road. He lays the roadmap out right there in that verse, doesn't he? He sure does. Amen. That that is awesome. Very cool. All right, guys and gals. I'm saying gals because I know we have, what, three three gal we listeners do. now, maybe four. I'm pretty fired up. They're, they're more vocal about listening. Yes. Um, we appreciate you guys joining us today. Hey, uh, one thing that will really help us out and help us to grow this podcast is if, if you're listening on iTunes or whatever platform that you're listening on, if you can go and leave a review uh, for the podcast itself, that would tremendously help us out um, and help us grow and, and reach more people. Uh, listen, we only want to reach people for Jesus. That's it. And so uh, if you have the same goals as we do, then please do that. One thing we can challenge you with today is really start praying about that mentor that you need in your life and also about mentoring somebody else, uh, about having a mentee. Those are things that I, f- I feel like uh, we that are invaluable in this world. So we're going to end on the Bible verse for the day. That is Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Email us at realuncomfortabletruth at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or topics you want us to discuss. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.